Hello, and welcome to the Self Healer's Soundboard, How to Do the Work Masterclass. Last episode, we explored the role our emotions play in creating our experiences, highlighting the reality that many of us, even as adults, exhibit very little emotional maturity. This inability to regulate our emotions results in a feeling of disconnection from the world around us, leaving us to feel alone, unsupported, and unable to truly express ourselves. This episode, Jenna and I will dive into Chapter 13 of How to Do the Work, Interdependence. Hello, everyone, and thank you again for joining us for our last Masterclass episode. Today, as Nicole mentioned, we are discussing and diving into Chapter 13, Interdependence, which happens to be the last chapter of the book. So what you're joining us for today is the last episode of this 14-part series where we deep dive into each chapter of the book. So thank you for being on the journey with us thus far in the Masterclass. If this is the first time you're joining us, please go back and check out all of the previous chapters and use it as a support and tool on your journey to really bring the book, How to Do the Work, into your own life. So this final chapter, we highlight the power of community. All of the work in the book really is setting us up the foundation so that we can be a member of a community. Because at our core, humans are social creatures. Our brains and our bodies are built for connection. From the moment of infancy, we need other humans, whether it's when we're a child to actually help care for our physical bodies, or as we evolve into adulthood for division of labor, for support, we all need to find a group. In a way, we are all collectivist and we benefit from being part of something larger than us. All of the work on this journey, all of the work of holistic healing is really setting us up to be an authentic, fully expressed human that's able to function also as part of a group. The reality for many of us is we do have relationships. Some of us have many around us. However, we feel often deeply disconnected because many of these relationships are what we call trauma bonds, really just conditioned patterns of relating that don't serve our authentic needs. For those of you who may be new to or unfamiliar with the concept of trauma bonds and exactly what we mean, there's a whole chapter in How to Do the Work. It's chapter nine, titled Trauma Bonds. There's also a previous Self Healer Soundboard episode where we dive into breaking down really what we mean here when we're talking about trauma bonds. So if you haven't already listened, I highly suggest going back to check out that episode and, of course, reading that chapter in How to Do the Work. So I really want to emphasize here what Nicole is saying about self as an individual making up that part of the whole. So as she said, we're all interconnected beings. The well-being of any community is a direct reflection of the well-being of the individual's who make up those communities. So on a micro level, the well-being of you and your friends and family. On a macro level, your well-being and how it reflects upon our country, our world, and the universe at large. The well-being of our universal community 
directly begins with you. And as Nicole said, it's so great because we do benefit from being part of something larger, a bigger picture. And the blessing in that is that you are part of something larger. We are all part of a bigger picture. So it's wonderful that there is benefit there then of being in community, but being in a community in an authentic nature. I deeply resonate with what Nicole mentioned about us being humans who, you know, are surrounded by community, surrounded by people, but yet feel so deeply alone. So for those of you watching or listening, I if you reflect on your own life, your own feelings of loneliness and the lives and those around you, how many humans are really walking around the planet surrounded by the busyness of people, but yet feeling such an internal sadness or loneliness and disconnection? I see myself very much in this and look back on my life where I've constantly picked up and moved and relocated to different cities. I've lived in five different major cities at this point. Each time, I always found my place and put myself in places and circles and networks of things that were aligned. So things of creativity or innovation or human development or service. Those were all things that are true to me and are values that aligned with me, yet I still felt always so isolated and so alone. I didn't ever allow myself to rely on anyone. So while I was always cultivating these communities and sometimes chasing these communities and environments and connections, because I was doing that in a survival sense, I needed people, right? However that looked, I needed to be surrounded by people. So I was seeking everything from a lens of the past. My past wasn't actually in the past. It was constantly being brought into the present in the environments I was in, which then makes perfect sense why we often can feel so deeply alone even when we're surrounded by people. While I was putting myself in communities and environments with things that aligned with things that I loved and things that I valued, I hadn't really done the work yet to know Jenna. I had followed my heart, but I didn't know what my actual needs were. So if I'm not able to know my true self, the true Jenna, there was no way for me to actually allow someone else in my community on a micro or macro level to really allow them to get to know my heart or to really penetrate to my being and to form that authentic relationship with one another. So you have to first really uncover that connection to our own selves, our own authentic wants and needs before we can really truly be present or in relationship with another. Thank you, Jenna, for sharing your story. And mine's very similar to what you're hearing from Jenna, which is my life looked very social. I mean, I lived in New York City throughout my 20s. I was always doing something. I always had some friend group with plans that I could go and distract myself. So very similar to Jenna, while I did look social, while there were relationships that I was spending my time in, for me, there was a deep sense of loneliness and a lack of fulfillment that before long, so as I entered into my 30s, it started to shift into resentment. I started to look and wonder why I was picking the wrong people, why I was finding myself in relationships that weren't fulfilling, not yet understanding the role that I was playing. So a lot of you out there listening might be having similar experiences where, yes, we're checking the boxes. We have social lives. We have friends. We might even have romantic partners. But the question is, how deeply authentic and connected and fulfilling do these relationships feel? I mean, even starting at a different level, how safe, first and foremost, do these feel? And then how deep and authentic and fulfilling do they feel? With the reality that many people like Jenna and myself we're not operating from our authentic self. We're operating, again, from these conditioned 
patterns. So let's talk about what interdependence is, the title of this chapter. Interdependence is a state, a two-way state of authentic connection through authentic self-expression. It's simply the act of being separate yet together, where each individual has the safety and the ability and the space to express their wants, their needs, and their desires so that each individual can show up and make conscious choices that honor not only their needs, but then also the needs of the whole. And again, for many of us, and this is, I see the work misinterpreted um, in some occasions because for many of us, for me included, I had no idea what my needs were because I was so unconsciously filtering my world through everyone else and their needs first. So to figure out my way to back to my authentic self, I did have to focus on me first, which I do see getting misinterpreted of selfishness, right? Or egotism, this idea that I am the only person. However, until like Jenna, until I began to meet Nicole and honor her needs, I could keep showing up in relationship, though it really would be to the detriment of the relationship. So many on the journey do have to create space in our world, in our days, to begin to rebuild that connection to the authentic self first. Because until we feel connected within to us, we're never going to feel connected to anyone else or the world around us, even at large. For those of you who have been tuning into any of the previous episodes, you might be noticing that common thread in what Nicole's saying of that, that idea that it is selfish to take care of oneself first when it actually is necessary to know and care for and nourish your own needs first. It goes back to that airplane analogy, right, where you have to put on your oxygen mask first before someone else. Otherwise, you're doing the the community at large, a disservice, because as we mentioned earlier, we are all interconnected. So however that community is doing at large, I'm also responsible for, and I'm responsible for it in the sense that I'm responsible for me. If you think of a circle and the epicenter of the circle, right, kind of like the core of the earth, you are that epicenter of it. You're responsible and in charge of you meeting and understanding you and your needs first so that that can filter outwards. And it's because there wasn't actually an acknowledgement that there was a Jenna in there to love and for me to love and to see first. I kind of ran around the world saying, look at me, look at me, know me, love me, love me. And I never actually turned the light on me or chose to look in the mirror and say, oh my gosh, Jenna, there you are. I love you first. What do you love? What do you need? Let me nourish you and give it to you first before I expect the people around me. So then you just create this life. Thank you, Nicole, for highlighting that because it's such an important thing to remember that the conversation around this does get really skewed, that it's a selfish thing to look out for you to take care of you and really our community, our world is dependent on you doing just that, uh, which leads us into a really, really beautiful passage directly from the book, How to Do the Work. I'm going to read this just direct quote. So if you'd like to follow along, it's page 251 and page 252 for your reference. In tribal days, allowing the unique expression of each individual enabled the needs of the greater community to be met. Each puzzle piece had a function. When we are part of the collective we, the needs of one are the needs of all. We can participate in this expression of collective unity only when our nervous system is open and receptive to connection. This means we have to be in a calm, balanced state to be able to connect with and care for others. 
When we're in the happy place of our social engagement mode and in a stable, comfortable environment, our perceived stress levels go down, our vagus nerve shifts us into our desired resting state, and we are in a prime state of joyful expression, spontaneity, healing, and connection. To achieve a sense of true unity, our bodies must feel fully safe. So this chapter, I think maybe some listeners out there might be, it might be becoming clear to you why this chapter comes at the end. Um, This really highlights how important all of the work, all of the foundation that we've been laying here together in the book, through these episodes, through all of the work that we put out as the holistic psychologist is all in service of building that foundation of safety in ourselves as individuals, because that's a large reason why so many of us are walking around feeling disconnected with unsafe nervous systems in different states of reactivity, not connected to ourselves, let alone the world around us. This really highlights the importance of holistic healing, where we factor in not only the mind, the body, and all of the different dysregulations and imbalances that could be keeping us stuck. So many of us are stuck, as we call it, in ego consciousness. So again, anyone listening might want to revisit the episode on the ego, where we talk about that state of consciousness that shifts all of us into the opposite of interdependence, into a very us versus them, good and bad. Are you in my group or are you out of my group? And everyone outside of my group is unsafe. That's an actual state of consciousness that we can't think our way out of. Until we do the work to heal our body, we're really going to struggle to shift into safety, to shift into what we here call empowerment consciousness, where we can actually connect with others and the world around us. This really highlights, again, the importance of doing the work within to regulate yourself, to honor your needs, to discover what they might be. I know in that reading we heard we each have, you know, something inside, an essence, passions, whatever you want to call it, our gift. That is inside. So many of us can't access that unique gift because we're just not connected to ourselves. We don't have, we haven't met our needs and we're not safe in our self-expression to even begin to exhibit or to express it to the world. So again, this chapter very intentionally came at the end to highlight how all of the work of individual healing does contribute to the collective good. You mentioned in this paragraph, each puzzle piece had a function. And as Nicole mentioned on the last episode, I love this, the puzzle piece analogy. It's really how I look at life. And we talk about that unique expression that each of us have. So in my mind, it it does quite literally look like we are all each individual puzzle pieces and puzzles or those puzzle pieces are all part of a larger puzzle. So figuring, you came here with your own piece, figuring out and expressing your piece to the world is what we're talking about when you're meeting yourself. Your unique expression is going to look different from the person next to you. My unique expression maybe looks similar in some ways to Nicole, and in other ways it looks very different. And Nicole's looks very different from mine in many ways, which is why I love so much looking at this as puzzle pieces. You know, you have some people who their authentic life path true to them is maybe becoming a celebrity. Maybe for another one, it's becoming a janitor or a teacher. Whatever someone's unique expression is, if it's found authentically in a way that meets their needs, that does meet their true desires and wants, that's how the world collectively will expand and heal and transform together as a whole, is when all of those little puzzle pieces, all of these people, all of us humans walking around, spend the time to really look inward, not at who we wound 
up being because of our past and our conditioning and all of those things that are discussed here in the book and on this podcast, but our true selves that we consciously get to meet and create in our lives. When we spend the time to embody and nourish that, then we show up authentically on our path with our puzzle piece. And the universe really rewards us with putting those puzzle pieces around us to go together right next to us on our path, which is quite literally how Nicole and I connected. I spent years doing the work to really meet me. And in previous episodes in the very beginning, you hear how, you know, that was in the trenches type work. That was dark night of the soul work. It wasn't pretty. It was brutal. There still are moments of that. And through all of that healing and digging and uncovering to really meet Jenna, I got to show up at a place where Someone like Nicole and this relationship and what we continue to create with the holistic psychologist gets to thrive and expand and transform our lives and in so many ways the lives of people around us and our members and the feedback that we hear because we each individually did that work and so we showed up on each other's path. It's that ping that Nicole mentions over and over in the book. And I think, you know, kind of to speak to this chapter as a whole, it is definitely my favorite in the book. Um, so for those of you reading along, this is the chapter where you do meet Jenna and how our paths cross. And from start to finish, I mean, Jenna was a character that showed up on my Instagram. I can't even remember how early um, when I created the Holistic Psychologist account. And she was at first just a handle, right, at Jenna Weekland, though she was a handle that every time I saw the comment or I saw the message that she sent my way, it resonated. So along the journey, and this is another piece I want to highlight, it is a journey, right? It did take time for me and Jenna, like she's saying, as separate individuals and now, you know, together in relationship to find our way to our authentic truth. Though where I was in my journey, I was connected. I had that sense of a ping. Every time I saw that at Jenna Weekland, I saw alignment. I saw a human who was speaking truths about her journey and her healing and where she was that really resonated with me. And I watched and I watched until I got the opportunity to meet Jenna in person. And I met Jenna in person and that ping was there. She was a human that I had my eye on. And at a very pivotal breaking moment, um, Jenna responded to a ping. We had unrolled the self-healer circle. I was in a desperate state of need. I was in over my head and lo and behold, who reached out to me but Jenna. And she reached out to me in service, in alignment, knowing that the mission that the holistic psychology was about was her authentic mission, was what her heart was pinging her to do all along. She was building and creating her own journey in that truth. And she reached out at a moment where it was so clear the universe couldn't have smashed us both on the head and said, here you go. Here is one of those connections to begin to continue the journey of this work in the world. And from there forward, I, you know, Jenna and I are on a personal journey, on a professional journey. And this is what this is about, finding those puzzle pieces, finding your own essence and learning how to share that in the world. Now the journey continues, learning how to live in that fullest of self-expression in close intimate relationships is still a challenge for me. That's why it yet is a journey. And until we again peel back our own onion, unearth our ping, our intuition, and begin to use that as a guide, we're going to be using the world around us and we're going to be spinning ourselves in circles. So Jenna, this relationship for me is the result of following and continuing to follow that, that ping. 
And I love what you said and emphasized that it is still a journey. And for anyone listening, if you've listened to the Ego Stories episode or the past episodes where I talk about, you know, when I first saw Nicole's Instagram and immediately, you know, got sick, wanted to vomit and immediately throw my life out the window because I was like, well, she beat me to it. I might as well give up now because someone else is doing it. And even then when the circle came around, I was, you know, doing my own thing, creating my own membership. Then I see Nicole's dropping the self-healer circle and I was in utter devastation because to me, I thought, well, once again, someone's done it before you. So because I had been doing the work and realizing, okay, that story of throw your life out the window, Jenna, Nicole beat you to it, because those were stories and I was able to be witness, which we say over and over, you first have to notice and just be witness. When I started to notice, okay, that story's not going anywhere. It's still here in present day right now, still creeps up. When I was able to see that that story was still there and just set it aside, then I did have all of the confidence to just send Nicole a message and say, hey, just saw that, you know, the self-healer circle launched. I think it launched November 1st. On November 3rd, I sent a DM and said, we know a new world is possible. We're creating it together. Let's have a conversation. And I think that's actually written in the book. And it's quite literally how that DM exchange went. We set up a phone call for the next day. And I started running the circle with Nicole the next day on November 4th. And since then, it's been now almost the last two years or last year and a half that the next stage of our lives and the next stage of our universe has really expanded. And for us and for me personally, is it is a very spiritual journey. It does very much feel like, and I know in my heart that there have been lifetimes searched in pursuit of this lifetime right here. These puzzle pieces meeting right here weren't just from happenstance. They were from a long time and long commitment of a really internal knowing and an internal really deconstructing of everything I thought I was or everything I thought I was supposed to be. And instead then just meeting who I actually am. And when you do that and allow yourself to cultivate the courage to then show up as you actually are and send someone, you know, in my position, being on the other end of Instagram and being like, you know, hey, Nicole, I want to run things with you. And then, oh, the next day, that's actually what happened because it was aligned. So I know that sounds to many people like, oh, it sounds really great for you, Jenna. That's too far-fetched for me. Absolutely nothing is impossible. And I know that my life, every experience is, my commitment is just to use that as a teaching to show that it absolutely is possible and it does take courage. It takes that uncomfortableness. It, it very much is a journey. And the reward of the journey is quite literally now you're listening to it. You're watching it. This is the rest of our lives and really a whole new world through us meeting ourselves first. Yeah, I think it's important, you know, to end on that reality that it is a journey and anyone out there thinking that you, you know, you find the person that is in resonance with you, that all of the old stories go away. Absolutely not. Our subconscious is still there. They're at the ready. For me, my I'm not considered narrative is waiting for every moment to tell Jenna how much she's not considering me personally, professionally, and in whatever instance it is. So again, the work continues. The old stories are there, yet we can show up in that empowerment space to unearth our own story. And this is why Jenna and I do the work we do, why we created the self-healer circle so that we can help everyone out there and why we put out the free content for people who aren't even in the circle to help all of you listening 
find your own story and begin to, like Jenna said, develop the tools and the support because it is scary to express your story, to share your story with the world, to find your people, to find your safe communities in which to begin to experiment, walking through the fear to do that. Because as we all show up in our individual self-expression, it's a really, really beautiful picture we begin to paint over the world. So speaking of co-creation, um, after this master class, so the next episode that hopefully all of you will be tuning in for will be the first episode of the Self Healer Soundboard. Um, so Jen and I are looking forward to continuing this journey along with each of you. Um, those episodes will be a slightly shorter format, of course, where we're not going to be going through the book, but we will be exploring all different topics in self-healing, of course, sharing our own journey, sharing journeys of other individuals in the circle, and we want to hear from you. We actually have a new Instagram page. So anyone out there who does have an Instagram account and would like to follow along, the handle is selfhealers.soundboard. We're listening. We're going to be putting up calls for content, topics, questions. We want to hear from the community. This is how we co-create this future. We're interested. What are you wanting to hear more about? What tools would be helpful for you to hear? We want you to be a part of this newest creation in the self-healing world. What makes this journey so special and really so magical for me, and I know for you, Nicole, and our team, really is that co-creation. We're talking about that interdependence with community and being your authentic self within community, right? So for anyone who's listening or watching, if you are on those social media channels or you are on YouTube in the comments, just as we're saying, we want to hear from you, we want to know what you want to talk about, we would also suggest that you too spend time scrolling through those comments, looking at the community that's really been built on Instagram and across these social media platforms in the self-healer circle membership as well. We very much have taken our members on this co-creation journey with us and asked, what do you want to see in the circle? What types of things do you want? What type of connections do you want? And we quite literally have gone through so many iterations of what the circle looks like, how it acts, everything about it now has gotten a complete transformation. And all of it has been in direct response of what the community has wanted. So if you are listening to this or watching this, then you already are part of a very beautiful and magical community of other people just like us who are doing the work for ourselves to find the people around us. So I know that while you might be in other communities and networks and you're still feeling so alone, also just acknowledge yourself right now. And I personally, and I know Nicole too, just really also want to thank you for being here because your being here, your actual being really does make all of the difference in our world and all of the difference of our work and really makes this such a magical experience to be able to be comfortable and raw and show you all the dark sides of me <laughs> that I don't love or I'm learning to love and be able to hold space and have you uniquely express you and we wanna meet you, we already love you. And this really has become and continues to be such a huge evolving community of just really incredible, transformative human being. So like Nicole said, check out the selfhealers.soundboard Instagram account if you want to follow along our podcast journey there as we evolve. And of course, to all of our Self Healer Circle members and all of our future Self Healer Circle members, we love you. We love co-creating with you. We really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to this masterclass. It is a 14-part series that goes directly with the book, How to Do the Work. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you and 
We will be seeing you in future weeks for a little bit of a new spin on our Self Healer Soundboard podcast. Thank <laughs> you.